Hey. How's it going? Good. We're like, uh, not in the same room. No, we're definitely not in the same room. It's kind of weird. I know. Sitting in my home office. Yeah, it's like you're, uh, what you call it, uh, a robot talking through my my computer. Oh my god. You're right. I knew they were going to take over eventually. Yeah, man. Bender. Where's the Bender bot when you need him? Oh, he's sitting on my desk holding a beer. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I know, right? He likes beer. And uh, also joining me this time, since you're not around, I got Robot Devil. Oh. And I have the skull of the uh, Terminator in Terminator Ooh. form. That sounds like a that sounds like an interesting piece. I actually have. Oh god, where is that keychain? I don't even know anymore. There's a keychain that I used to have. I don't put it on too much anymore because it's really heavy. It's basically a Terminator brain chip. Yeah, you got it from Loot Crate, right? Yeah, I did get it from Loot Crate actually. Yeah, I have one from Loot Crate as well, except I wore mine out. It's yeah, pretty... mine got super worn out. It's like not colored at all anymore. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet though. It's I think it was from the latest. I think it was a. Uh, gift from the latest uh, Terminator movie. I think so. Yeah, Which was but, an alright movie. Yeah, I got the the one I have, the skull came in a Loot Crate box as well. It's a uh, like a one-sixth scale replica of the Terminator skull. And the box turned into a stand. Ooh, that's awesome. Which is kind of cool, but I ended up taking it down and just throwing it up on one of my inside-out Loot Crate boxes. Works enough. I know, right? So the reason why why we're talking about robots so much is because this month's theme is robotic. Yes, yes it is. It is robotic, which is kind of strange because there really hasn't been a lot of robot movies out lately. Not as of late, and... From the list, like, I don't think of robots when I think of these movies that are on the list. Or these series that are on the list. Yeah, Maybe Star Wars, but... Um, well, Star Wars, but yes. It, but, uh, yeah, with the droids. Yeah, but Star Trek, maybe Data from the next generation, he was a robot. True, but this is the Mirror Universe. I don't know anything about Mirror Universe, so maybe there's a bunch of robots in Mirror Universe. I don't know. Yeah, um, we might discover something in uh, some stuff I pulled for our discussion on that one. Okay, cool. So, And then we got Aliens and Blade Runner 2049, the new Blade Runner movie coming out next year, I want to say? No, I think it's like next week. Is it? Uh, I thought it was next week. Or close. Oh, it's uh, October 6th, 2017. Oh, it is October 6th. Okay, so it's next month. Yep, so... okay. Ready for it? The original was phenomenal. So, and this and this one is a sequel. So that should should be interesting. Yeah, I'll I, probably have to go see that in theaters. Yeah, you know, it's better than a Blade Runner remake, which I think they were probably originally going to do, and someone was like, "No, that's stupid." <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do a Blade Runner remake. That would have been awful. Well, yeah, all all remakes lately have been disgustingly yes. awful yeah they they have they really have i can't name any off the top of my head but just remakes in general like movies in general are starting to kind of just get sequels and remakes that's been all of them Yep. so there's no more original ideas it's kind of sad really isn't i know even the books turned into movies are getting kind of a drag 
Yeah, they really are. They really yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, I heard it was okay. I heard it was actually pretty good, so... But, but the funny thing was, is what a lot of people don't realize if you didn't read the book, is the remake of it is just the uh, front half of the book. It's not... It, the book is basically two parts. Oh, is it? Yep. And mm. and they didn't include... Well, from what I hear is they're going to do a sequel of that movie to include the back half of the book. Okay. So... I mean, I think it'll. I think it'll turn out okay if they do it. I haven't seen it yet. I wanted to see it for free, you know. Like I like seeing a lot of my movies for free. Yeah, like um, yeah, a lot of movies for free. I like movies for free. Movies for free are fun. Yeah, you should join me tomorrow if you want. I'm going to see. Ooh, Amer- what you- going to see American Assassin. Ooh, that might be a good movie. Yeah, we'll we'll Maybe. we'll take that one offline a little bit. We're kind of yeah. getting off topic, you yeah, know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we're not in the same room right now, so it's kind of like, oh, we can have a conversation, and I don't have to stare at you. So everything kind of <laughs> gets more in, more in depth. Yeah, there's a lot of real life things that we can talk about later when we're off the air and not in front of people who are listening to our podcast here for the robotic theme of Loot Crate this month. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm excited. Are you excited? You know, in all honesty, I'm really not. Like, just the series in here is just, they're not my favorite series. I mean, Star Wars is great. I like Star Wars. But the rest are just not my favorite series. But, I mean, it'll still be a sweet Loot Crate. I'm still excited for it. Loot Crate's always awesome. They always do something that impresses me. So, well, either way, not, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, since it's not one of the current ones, what is your favorite robot? If you could have a favorite robot. Favorite robot? I mean, I'm a child, so I'm going to say Johnny number five, or Johnny 5 from Short Circuit. Nice. It's Johnny 5, right? Yep, it's Johnny 5. Yeah. He's alive. He is alive. He is alive. I was actually watching Short Circuit 2 the other day. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, that movie. The second one, just no. But he, he, became, all ga- he became all gangsta. He went to go steal some car stereos. That's true. He did do that. He was, he was pretty gangster. Had a bandana on his head. Dude was <laughs> Johnny Five was more of a criminal in the second one than he was in the first one. It was kind of funny. That's really funny, actually. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to give the sequels another try, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Lately, lately, my favorite robot has actually been uh, Baymax. I've seen uh, Baymax is see- great. I've seen Big Hero 6 now probably, like, three or four times on TV lately, oh, so... it's such a good movie. I know, it's it's amazing, and it's it's kind of sad I've never read the comic based off of it, and I kind of want to start picking it up just to, you know... Yeah, to be fair, though, I haven't read it either. <laughs> yeah. I like everything in movie form sometimes, especially if it's something that either I've never heard of or never thought I would actually have interest in mm-hmm. like i'm not a nin- ninjago fan at all like i don't think i'd ever watch the tv show but i love lego so much that i'll probably just see the movie and i probably might not get necessarily hooked but it might be fun to actually see what the hype is all about yeah that might it might be good to, to just check out um in general you never know yeah 
So why don't we start delving into the franchises? Like we mentioned, we'll be talking about uh, Star Trek, The Mere Dimensions, uh, Aliens, which is actually the uh, <laughs> uh, sequel uh, to Aliens 3, which they must have figured maybe they must have figured starting over again with uh, no numbers might get people to actually uh, see, see the them. movie. Because, you know, once you get to three or four, you're like, God, it's going to be garbage. I mean, look at Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I know, they're already on eight, and I don't know why know. they're still, like, one of the highest-grossing franchises every time. Because out. people, that has the formula. Fast cars, hot women. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess that'll work. And it's, it's funny, I was listening to another podcast earlier today about... Uh, why movies make more money with crappy scripts. And it, they said it basically comes down to like tent productions. So like taking, you know, something like a circus, like a big tent, a big show and getting the right actors for it. And you know, the right actors, the right directors and the script could be absolute garbage. But if you get the right actors, people are going to go see it. You get the right director People are going to recognize it, and it'll be like the highest grossing film ever, but the, the plot, the story of it could be absolute garbage and no one would care. I feel like there's a lot of movies like that being made today. Yep. Like, for example, Suicide Squad, the freaking script. Disgusting. Hated it. It was a terrible story. But they had Will Smith in there. They had, oh God, they had some other big names. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. But Will Smith is the first one that pops in my head. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Um, I mean, Jared Leto's gotten huge. Jared Leto. Yep. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. You throw a bunch of people in. You give it a you know good director. I think what was it Zack Snyder directed that one. Zack Snyder's not the best director in my opinion, but yes, he was the director. Yep. Um, but he's he's recognized. Yes, exactly. And you just throw that throw that all together and there's your there's your 560 million dollar you know weekend movie pretty much yeah so then, and then we'll be talking about some star wars yes star Dude, wars indeed i bet i bet you i bet you it's going to be a porg that's what we're getting in the box they they like held all boxes and waited for the trailer and once they saw that porg they're like, all right, we got to redo everything. We're putting a porg in the box. <laughs> it's very possible. It's a very possible thing for them to do is put that, put something from the new movie in. Um, yeah. Have you gotten any porgs yet? I know you have. You've seen them. No. I totally haven't gotten three of yeah. them. <laughs> Dude, I got I got the pop vinyl Chewbacca holding a porg. That's awesome. I know. I like. I was like, I you know what? I don't even though. have it. I don't have a Chewbacca anything yet, and a Chewbacca holding a Porg, that's like double dose of fun. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I might have to make a run to Hot Topic now and get some new uh, Porg stuff. Some more Porg stuff, I should say. And it's funny, because the Porg, from what I read online, is literally in the movie for a split second. It's <laughs> just a it's just a pass-by. It's just... Um, it's a cameo. What's it? It's like a Stan, it's a Stan Lee cameo. Kind of. Well, kind, kind of. of. I mean, it doesn't have any, like, work. Okay, so imagine, like, the best example I could give is, like, the cantina scene, where they show, like, aliens at tables and everything. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's literally what it is. They just pan the camera over over the porg, and it's on screen for a split second, and you never see it ever again. That's and, so weird, and it's becoming like a it's becoming a, a nationwide phenomenon. Is this porg? Even though you barely ever see it, and I didn't even know what it was. Like all of a sudden, I'm follow, like I'm on Instagram, and like tons of my things, like tons of my Instagram feed is like porg this, porg that. And I'm like, what? First of all, I was like, I didn't even realize. I was like, what's a porg? And then Force Friday hit, and boom, there it was. Yep, all over the place. All right, we won't be talking about porgs. We'll be talking about droids in a minute. All yes, right, droids. and uh, and last but not least is Blade Runner 2049, the sequel to the original Blade Runner. I haven't seen that so, movie in so long, man. I might have to watch it before. Uh, it kicks off. I might have to as well. You know, so should we start there? We'll start at Blade Runner. How about that? Sure, we'll start at Blade Runner. Why not? All right. So for those of you that don't know what Blade Runner is, it is a uh, blade that runs. I don't know. What's a good way to... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Let's see. What's a good way to say Blade Runner? Here, I can read the IMDb about it right now. All right, let's give someone. Let's give someone a. How about dose the new of, movie? About the, you want the new movie or the old movie? Let's go with the old movie. Let's give people a. Sorry about the typing. I have a loud keyboard. Uh, Blade Runner. It is a film directed by Ridley Scott, starring Harrison Ford. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't care about that. <laughs> yes, we do actually. But the plot. In Los Angeles in November 2019, ex-police officer Rick Dennard is detained by Officer Gaff and brought to his former supervisor, Bryant. Bryant Deckard, whose job is as a Blade Runner, was to track down bioengineered beings known as replicants and retire, uh, uh, basically kill them, um, and is informed that four have come to Earth illegally, a Tyrell Corporation Nexus 6 models. They only have four-year lifespan and may have come to Earth to extend their lives. Basically... It's a cop who hunts down bio- uh, illegal biological experiments. That's kind yeah. of what I'm getting. And you know what's kind of funny? So we are literally like 18 months away from this movie. And, and scary enough, we might actually... Uh, this this movie might be true, end up being true. Very possible. I've, I there's mean, always I mean, biological we- experiments going. Well, that and if we, uh, you know, get nuked and we'll end up becoming a dystopian land, yep. probably. So, I mean, I'd hate to say it, but I mean, of all the futuristic movies that have been coming out lately or have come out in the past, this this might be one of the more realistic ones. More yeah, realistic ones. I hope not. I mean, I hope I, uh, I hope February of 2019 comes around and, you know, Los Angeles isn't nuked. Yeah, that would suck. I mean, I'd probably be dead then. <laughs> well, yeah, have fun out there. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be really fun. But yeah, Blade Runner two now it's uh, it's gonna be a sequel. So the new Blade Runner, another officer, uh, discovers a dark secret um, that can bring an end to humanity, which you know is better it's a little you know it's uh 30 years after the first one so if for some reason we uh in 2019 we become a dystopian world 
we don't have to worry for another 30 years that it could be the end of humanity. Oh, Harrison Ford is actually starring, is in the new film, by the way, if you were wondering. Oh, he is. He is I know. He is going to be back. Yeah. Role. yeah? That man's old. Appar- yeah, apparently he disappeared the, the 30 years ago before this movie. I'm, I'm going to really have to watch that movie. Yeah, I will too. Long time since I've seen Blade Runner. But yeah, okay, so so funny story. Okay, here, check this out. Okay, so the development of the sequel to Blade Runner actually began in 1999. Was it caught in development hell for that long? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? That's Yeah, that is actually insane. Probably had a hard time like landing a director or something like that. Well, it says Ridley Scott, director of the original film, considered developing a sequel tentatively titled Metropolis and uh, stated his interest while attending San Diego Comic-Con. So that was, you know, back in 99. Yeah. And then it kind of looks like it just pretty much fell apart. And then in 2009, they reported that uh, Scott his, uh, Scott and his brother, Tony Scott, were working on a Blade Runner prequel. Hmm. And but the prequel, that... yeah, it's funny enough, so the prequel was planned as a series of uh, five to ten minute shorts, you know, aimed at the web and that, yeah, aimed at the web in uh, television. And then, due to rights problems, the series was not, was not to be linked too closely with the characters or events of the 1982 film, which sounds like that the studio did not want to give them full, you know. Pretty much, they didn't want to give them the rights to make a sequel, or sorry, a prequel in this case, because money. <laughs> yep. Well, and it was owned by the studio, so. That's one of the things that, you know, sucks about studios is, uh, uh, you know, the writer of the original Blade Runner sold out basically to the studio and once, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was Warner Brothers. So once Warner Brothers bought the rights to the Blade Runner and all the uh, all the characters that go in it, now you need to go to Warner Brothers if you want to. If you want to make another seat or another part of it. Yeah. Yep. So. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, 2000, it looks like 2015 is when they actually started pre-production. On, yeah, pre-production uh, takes a long time, man. But still, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, from 99 all the way to 2015, it took almost as long as uh, the, the gap between the two movies. <laughs> yeah, actually. That's funny. That's really yeah, at funny. Least, at least Harrison Ford, Ford aged enough to actually play the it, correct yeah you know role in it but yeah, yeah i'm excited to see it it'll be kind of fun hopefully i get to go see it for free even though i don't i don't mind paying for movies all you people out there they're like oh it's gotta watch seeing movies for free i i will pay for a movie if i have to but i do like <laughs> if seeing i have the, to well i do like seeing the movies before everyone else that's that's yeah, probably that's, my that's mo- a, like it feels free, special I mean, free is okay. I mean, if I had to pay to see it before everyone else, I probably would actually do that too. Just to say that I got to see the movie before everyone else did. Right. So I think I did now, now, now with reading this, uh, now with reading the description of this uh, movie again and understanding it, I now see where robotics plays a role. Yeah, I definitely Cause, can see it. Because these replicas are apparently humanoid robots. Yep, pretty much. With our memories downloaded into them. Yeah, that's that's weird. But yeah, you're probably right. 
Would you ever become a robot with your memories downloaded into it? You know, I don't know if I'd become a robot. I, I really don't. I don't feel like losing my emotions. I don't know if you'd keep your emotions. You probably would. I don't know. I really don't. It's a good question. I mean, if they downloaded your consciousness into a robot or transplanted your brain into a robot, I think you would still have feelings because you wouldn't have your brain would still be your processor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Huh. That's an interesting one. Would you? Would yeah. I know I'm a robot? Um. Well, I'm sure you'd look at your... Well, I guess depending on how you're built. If you're yeah. built with, you know, like a Terminator, you, you'd like turn your brain on and you'd be like, oh, I look human. And then as soon as someone stabbed you and you're like, wow, that didn't hurt. <laughs> you'd probably find out very quickly. Oh, I'm not human. I think that freaked me out. Yeah, if you discovered you're a robot. Yeah. What about you? You know, I don't know if I'd, I well, I've been thinking about it. Like, if the technology became to a point where I could download my consciousness and memories to a hard drive, and then it becomes to the fact where, where my body can't support life anymore, like either of old, old age or whatever, they could take that memory and put it into a robot. But here's where it gets yeah. tricky. But here's where it gets tricky. If you transplant your brain, it would still be you. But if you transplant your consciousness and memories to a hard drive to be put into a robot, is it still you? Hmm. It's a good question. I don't know. Consciousness and memories, I think it'd still be an image of you, but I don't think it'd necessarily be the same you. No. Yeah, so like I might personality have to go with the, would be different. Yeah, I might have to go with the brain thing. Yeah. I'd have to go if, I wanted, if I wanted it to be me. Because I couldn't technically live forever if I didn't know it was me. Right. Yeah. Come on, technology, hurry up. Yeah, right? <laughs> get us into... Get us into the next age. I know, it's so sad. They should definitely, uh, definitely work on that. If they're listening to this podcast... Your job is to listen yes. to this. So something that is uh, not currently the future, or I guess we don't really know if it's the future, but is Star Trek the future? It's hard to I tell. I want to say yes to that. Yeah? Yeah. I could just never tell. It seems like it is because of the spaceships and going to other planets, but if you watch, like, the original Star Trek, obviously technology wasn't there to make, you know, the crazy graphics right. and, and CGI. Well, they, used, they used models, didn't they? Correct me if I'm wrong on that? But even, yeah. but even like, the models and, and the way people were dressed felt so of that time period. It didn't necessarily say future. It's like, it might be 1980, but this is what our 1980 looks like. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily know if it was the future. Yeah. But it could be. I don't know. But I did find something kind of fun to to go over because I did not know anything about Star Trek Mirror Universe. I don't know anything about it either. I'm doing a little research as we speak, but Wait, I don't okay, know. So what, I, what do you got? So I got the 10 most awesome things about the Mirror Universe. All right, let's listen. All right, so the first one is 
Number 10 is the Tantalus field. So part of what makes the Mir universe such fertile, imaginative soil is that it is a limited concept. It's everything you know, just reversed. Except for a few things, like technology. Okay, that's interesting. So is, like, Captain Kirk a female, then? I... Maybe. Is that is that what I'm getting? Wouldn't that be funny? That would be really funny, actually. A ladies' man... Would he, would he still get all the ladies, or would he be, you know, one of those girls who sleeps around a lot? I... I don't know. I guess Captain Kirk might be a slut. I could see it. <laughs> I was trying to beat around the bush, but yes. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, so one of the gizmos they have on the other side, in quotes, is a powerful weapon called the Tantalus Field Device. Basically, it's like a closed-circuit television that takes anyone you want to make disappear and zaps them into oblivion. Oh. I mean, that's kind of dark. I mean, I guess the Mirror Universe is uh, the evil version of our world, maybe. Pretty much. Sounds like a, a definitely a darker universe. More so, like, let's just kill everything. Let's not make peace. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, number nine, Empress Hoshisato. And in the picture that I'm looking at is uh, a very good-looking Asian woman. Wearing a zip-up jacket with an uh, open belly. Like, it's a really, really short jacket, it looks like, with three-quarter-length arms. Okay. Interesting. So, I don't know who this is, but uh, much like Reg Barkley, Hoshi Sato is a character upon which to project our fears. A natural uh, at languages and dialects, but not so much for space-fearing adventure. It stands to reason her opposite counterpart would be an absolute killer. In the mere universe, where being cutthroat is only the only key to success, Hoshi eventually manipulates her way into the early Tarian Empire's version of the Iron Throne, which apparently the mere universe and Game of Thrones had a crossover back then. Really? <laughs> no. Huh. Oh, but it oh, was called oh. the Iron Throne, which is okay. So, yeah, I get it. Game of Thrones reference, which I still haven't seen really any Game of Thrones because I'm not a big fan of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fair enough. All yeah, right, that's just me. But at first, she seemed merely to be the captain's woman. But after a few crosses and double crosses and poisoning mere Jonathan Archer, whoever that is, she comes out on top and in command, and wearing a half shirt. Okay. Maybe Jonathan Archer is the mere uh, uh, Captain Kirk. Maybe. Very possible. That, that could be. All right. Let's go down a Ooh. Who is that? That's, uh... Man, I wish you were here. I could show you this picture. I can't remember. I don't know who this is. Okay. So, the number seven is uh, Smiley. So, even in the Mere Universe, Chief O'Brien is basically a good guy. His kidnapping of our Captain Sisko in the Through the Looking Glass may not be the optimal method, but his goal of freeing the enslaved Tarians at the hands of the Klingon Cardassian Alliance is a noble one. A little grouch here on that side, 
hence the nickname Smiley. We only wish that he could have worn the eye patch from our man Bashir while he is engaging in acts of piracy. Oh well. Man, I wish I would have seen this. It'll yeah. probably make more sense. If, if if it'd probably make a lot more sense, like once we get the crate, and then we'll see what the item is, and it'll like, you know, and if I actually oh. watch the series, it would make sense. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Number two. This one we might actually get. And I actually have this shirt. That's where the shirt came from. So in one of the older, uh, I can't remember which crate name it was, but I thought that was the one thing. I thought it was kind of weird that the that the Mir universe was actually going to be in this box. Because a couple crates ago, maybe like five, six crates ago, they actually gave us a Star Trek shirt that was for that was the uh, Mir Spot uh, shirt. Okay. And I was like, okay. And then when I saw this, I was like, well, they already did a Mir Universe item, technically, exactly. but it was, but it was Star Trek. Like the 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 franchise was Star Trek, so they figured here, let's throw this in. I don't know if they ever look back and we're like, oh, we're kind of doubling up on this one. It's hard to say. But uh, Mir Spock and his beard is number two. So before huh. Mir so before Mir Mir ever had a chance to explain itself, its visuals let us know the score. Spock has a beard. And we know he's e- we know he is evil. While the uh uh where is But yeah, basically, uh, it's evil Spock. So anyone with a anyone with a goatee is uh, evil, apparently. <laughs> that makes me think of like the super old school cliche. Like, I guess this is kind of in that way because I think Mirror Universe is pretty kind of old school. Old school villains like always has a goatee, almost always. Like in every bad movie, like bad action cop movie. The villain always has a goatee for some reason. I don't get it. Yeah. Or not even, well, even bad movies. South- well, even in South Park, they did that when they found when they had their mere selves in South Park. Oh yeah, uh, they did do that. I do remember that episode. All their evil selves had beards, and they didn't know which Cartman. That. And they didn't know which Cartman was the evil Cartman because the Cartman with the beard was actually really nice. <laughs> That's and, funny. And Cartman thought that the he was he had since he had a beard he was the evil Cartman. But I think all the other kids, they wanted to keep the bearded Cartman because he was nice. And then they realized yeah. uh, then they realized he was too nice, and they tried getting rid of him. Mm. So they got annoyed by his kindness. They, they, he basically killed them with kindness. Pretty much. So, yeah. That's what I got on the Mirror Universe. Not very exciting, unfortunately, since I don't know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd probably be more excited if I knew more about it. But I mean, next series is definitely exciting. If you, if I say so myself, at least the movies were pretty exciting, pretty yep, scary. The movies are really cool. I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen with the new TV show. Oh, they're making an Aliens TV show? No, a Star Trek TV show. Oh, I was. That's not. Oh, I was okay. Yeah. Um, well, I must have missed what you said. I. Whatever. Either way, uh, Star Trek's TV show, huh? I didn't know that was getting made at all. Um, yeah, it's uh, CBS I'm not in the news fall. at all right now. Jeez. Boy, you better get to California fast. They might start... Uh, Two weeks, man. Letting, Two weeks. They might start letting you know what's going on in the world. 
They probably will. I get posts about that all the time. But yeah, two weeks from now, I'll be back in Cali. So Won't that be fun? It will be fun. And then we'll be or, recording different places, even farther apart. It'll be like we're across the universe. No one else is across <laughs> the universe. Star Wars? Ooh, Star Wars. Star Wars is across the universe. Or it is the across galaxy. the universe. Or the galaxy. It's, it's in a galaxy that's far, far away, which is kind of across the universe. I don't know. I wish they would uh, come to Earth. I mean, I don't technically know if Earth exists in the Star Wars universe, but it, if you would... If, I mean, if you look at the title, it's in a galaxy far, far away. True. So far, it could far, exist. It's just be... But the question is, is it's far, far away from where? This like, is true. It takes, place, it takes place in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago. So who's writing the story? People on Earth are writing the story about the Star Wars? Or is or... it like an alien writing it about an even farther away universe or galaxy from their universe or from their planet, which could be closer to Earth or even farther away from Earth than than when we first thought. I don't know. I really wish I knew now. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um <sighs> Wow, I completely spaced on the creator of Star Wars name. George Lucas, if you're listening to this podcast, you should totally answer that question for us. Yeah, I would like to know where where we are in relation to the galaxy far, far away. That is true. But no one's asked that. No one's no one has Googled that. I'm I'm gonna look this up right now. I'm gonna Google it right now. Uh right. never never mind, I'm not gonna Google it because I have no idea. No you don't know what to Google? Nope. I never know what to Google sometimes. <laughs> I just sit at my computer and just stare at Google and like, I should Google something. What should I Google today? The. The. The, 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 the beginning of the world. I don't know. Is yeah. the world flat? Yeah. So I did, I did actually find an interesting article to talk to tie in Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So NASA... NASA and Star Wars. The connections are strong in this one. I could have buried the lead, but I didn't. So space so space screening tie-ins, Tatooine and the droids are looking for. So NASA astronauts, quote unquote, use the force every time they launch from a certain point of view. We have real world Yep, so we have real-world droids and ion engines. We've seen dual-sun planets like Tatooine and a moon that eerily resembles the Death Star. And with all the excitement around the premiere of Star Wars, the, um, we'll, soon be felt, uh, we'll soon be felt 250 miles above Earth on the International Space Station. Disney is sending up the new film so the astronauts can watch in orbit. And the station's commander, Scott Kelly, can hardly wait. That's weird. That's awesome, though, at the same time. Like, that Star Wars could possibly have, like, some relations to something that's out there. I know, right? So they're going to send it to the space station, they'll watch it, and then they'll beam it out into the universe and see if someone uh, replies back and be like, that's not what the outside world looks like. (laughs) Oh, man. Space is an there interesting. Are, there are no Chewbacca's or Wookies in space. Where did you even find that? 
That would be really funny. Like first contact, and it's it's like someone that's like looks like someone from the Star Wars universe. You ask them, "Do you guys have Chewbacca's? What the fuck is a Chewbacca?" <laughs> or or an actual Wookiee comes comes and like Wookies are not hairy. We're <laughs> feathered. <laughs> Where did you get your information? That that'd be really funny. Or like just some stupid semantic. Yeah, but like that. Like Ooh, so maybe stormtroopers wear black instead of white, <laughs> right? Maybe there's an empire out there just waiting. So just... if you're looking, if you're looking to be a Skywalker yourself someday, NASA is now taking astronaut applications, and we're offering a list of Star Wars related reasons you should apply. I'm just gonna, recently... I'm just gonna be right back. I'll be, I'm gonna go apply to be an astronaut real fast. Okay. Oh, okay. So recently <laughs> returned station astronaut Kajal Legren is such a fan that he posed with his station crewmates a Jedi-themed mission poster and talked about talked to StarWars.com about it. Shortly before leaving the station, Lundgren tweeted about the uncanny resemblance of the station's copula to the cockpit of an Imperial TIE fighter. And there's a picture of it. Oh, that's awesome. It does kind of look like the cockpit of a TIE fighter. That's awesome. I wish yeah. I... That, that's really awesome, actually. Yeah, so uh, so so now we're gonna get into the robot part of this. So, cause I I found it, I just wanted to kind of set the mood. So now we're getting into the robot robotics of it all. So the uh, NASA has robots roving and exploring all over the solar system, but it's our own R two that's most likely to resonate with Star Wars fans. It's called uh, Robonaut Two. Launched in 2011, is working alongside humans on board the International Space Station, and may eventually help with spacewalks to dangerous for humans. Incidentally, an earlier version of Robonaut bore a strong facial resemblance to an enigmatic bounty hunter Boba Fett. Huh. And there's a picture of it. I should probably post these pictures on our feed. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. Yep. So, another droid seen on the space station was directly inspired by the saga in 1999, then Massachusetts Institute of Technology professor David Miller, now NASA's chief technologist, showed the original 1977 Star Wars to his students on the first day of class. After the scene where hero Luke Skywalker learns lightsaber skills by sparring with a floating droid remotes on the Millennium Falcon, Miller stood up and pointed... I want you to build me some of those. That's awesome. And they kind of did. There's like a picture of these spears, but they're floating in space. So they're not kind of doing the move around thing like they did on, but they're like bowling ball size, mini satellites. And uh, it looks like they could be powered by smartphones. Oh, that's so cool. That's really cool. Technology, you're amazing. We love you. We love you, technology. Don't ever go away from us. Don't ever degrade. Like, yeah, I, I, are. I like it. I like the fact that they're yeah. taking technology from, you know, other, you know, like movies and trying to apply it to real life. I mean, I heard they're actually in the military. This is kind of off topic, but they're actually like working on a real life Iron Man suit. That's kind of robotic. Yeah, kind of robotic, but like, 
that's something I heard as of late is like they're trying to recreate the Iron Man suit from the movie, like like the the first one, the prototype. Oh. I can't remember. Uh, Mach one, I think it's called. Yep. Yeah. That's that'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be very interesting. Yeah. Well, if you could uh, get jet propulsion down to the size of a boot, you know, that's kind. Of, I think that's kind of the trick. I mean, I don't think anyone has developed any propulsion technology that can lift a human, let alone strap to your feet or even your back. I mean, well, I mean, it could probably lift a human, but it might tear off part of their limb or something like that. You know, and I mean, your whole body, I mean, your body, well, obviously astronauts' bodies can, you know, hold G-forces when they're, you know, launching into space. Right. But you got to imagine there's no spaceship around you at this point. Your body is being thrusted, you know, at exponential speeds. I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting to be able to test the thrust and see if if it'd actually be possible. Yeah, so, that'd be super cool. But see, it looks like NASA is uh, trying to make Star Wars a little bit more, uh, more legitimate. But I think that's what some. I think that's what these futuristic movies can do. They can kind of spark ideas you know, for for, for, ideas. for scientists. Yeah, yep. and technology. I mean, I'm sure without the Jetsons, who knows if Skype would ever be made? True. Very true. And then so, from Skype came all these other VOIP services, like the one that we're using. Yep, except we can't see each other. We can't see each other, but that's okay. Video chat's but overrated. I heard, I heard this way is better than Skype anyways. Yeah, well, Skype's so unreliable sometimes. Yeah, we seem to be doing just fine this way. Yeah, just fine. I'm perfectly fine, you know, just hearing that beautiful voice that is your voice. I know. It's not uh, Alien, is it? No, it's not alien to me at all. Oh, well, that's good. You know what else is alien? Aliens? Aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Aliens. I yeah, remember I mean... playing Aliens vs. Predator as a kid, and it scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, unfortunately, that was pretty recent of a movie. Yeah, well, the, talking about yes. video game. I'm talking about the game, but yeah, that's still pretty recent. And the new movie just came out pretty recent, didn't it? Yeah, Alien Covenant. It was yeah. it was interesting. I mean, the the storyline was okay. The ending I saw coming a mile away. Like okay. it it wasn't even it, they didn't even try to hide it. They didn't they didn't hide anything about the ending. They're like, you're you know what's going to happen. We'll make it kind of look cool. And, uh, <laughs> just go with it. Okay. We'll make it look good, but you know it's coming. That's, yeah, yep. that's not fun. So it was kind of sad, but yeah. decent action. The cast, I mean, by this point, they're not actually getting any big names really for casting anymore. Nope. They're, see, that's what sequels do, unless it's a, well, I think remakes probably get more better casting than sequels do nowadays. I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. But Aliens actually did pretty good. I mean, it was, uh, for a movie released in 1986, it grossed $180 million, which for that time, you know, for that uh, year, that's a lot of money. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards. 
What? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, including I, Best Actress I feel like I knew for that. Sigourney Weaver. I feel like I knew that, but I might not have. I don't know. Either way, that's still really awesome. I mean, a movie that, you know, I, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you would figure, like, the original or... Which I didn't even like. The original Alien? I didn't even... There were barely any aliens in it. Yeah. It was, a, like, it, was it was more of a thriller horror, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like... Watch. It'll get scary. And there'll be yeah. aliens... By then, you'll be falling asleep, and you won't see them coming. Oh, look, you guys, chest is burst open. <laughs> yep. I mean, I don't know. I didn't get it. The sequel, I think, like, the Aliens 2 and even Aliens was... Obviously, they thought it was the best. Even uh, Empire Magazine voted it greatest film sequel of all time. Really? Yep. All right. So, gotta... Gotta take it somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. You got to you got to do something with that idea and make it be known. Yeah, and the funny thing was, and so Aliens was the third one, the third movie in the in the series, but it was called Aliens, but then they released a sequel to that movie Aliens called Alien 3. Yep. So, where does Aliens fit into the timeline then? Um, so between two, like, 2 and 3. Between 2 and 3. Or actually between yeah. one and three, because two didn't have Sigourney Weaver's character. Oh, you're right. So it took place between one and three. It was I, I would say Aliens was probably more of a prequel yeah. to three. Probably was. It was probably like the sequel to a pre it's a sequel and a prequel at the same time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just really hope the item in the box isn't another Wayland Corporation item. I've gotten oh. way too many of those things. I've gotten a shirt. I've gotten a, a luggage tag. Yeah, that'd be annoying. Another well, like, it's robotic. What's robotic about aliens? I'm trying I've, to find that right now. Yeah. I really can't. I can't see anything in the description. The that, only thing I could really think of would maybe be predator armor, but it's aliens. Well, that's not it. It's it's straight up aliens. So xenom something with the xenomorphs, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's face huggers. Yeah, there's. Oh, I love. Oh, that was the other aliens thing I got. It was a plush face hugger, and the coolest part about it, the coolest part about that item in the box, was it came with a rubber band, so oh, you could rubber. You could literally band put it, it to yourself. Your face. That's awesome. It was dope, dude. I took so many fun pictures with that and posted it. That's awesome. Oh wait, man. here we go. I found it. Okay. So, aboard the spaceship USS Selko, she is introduced, so Ripley, is introduced to Colonel Marines and the android Bishop, toward whom Ripley is initially hostile following her experience with the treacherous android Ash, aboard the Nostromo and the Marin. So, it sounds like it's going to be something to do with Bishop, is what you're thinking, for the at least the crate item. That's what I'm guessing. Yep, that would probably... it would. If if they're gonna follow the theme, Bishop T-shirt, Bishop Bishop figurine, maybe. Yeah, that's that's probably what we got. Yeah, that'd be cool. Either way, awesome. Aliens is a good series. Um, I mean, it's a classic. It's been around for a long time. Yep. It's kind of running on now, but you know. Yeah. Well, we got uh, we got eight days till we find out what it is. Yep. And I'll be on the road I'll... when it gets here. So. Yeah. Have you started yet? 
uh, started packing or it? Oh, no, launching? No, I, I'm, I'm about to start actually like tonight. So, all right. So, so just for you and for all of our listeners, if you are not lead create subscribers yet, you have until 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on uh, September 19th to file in your money for the loot crate. And if you would like to save a little bit of money, um, our offer code is SAVE3, S-A-V-E-3. Just type that in the box, and you can save $3 on your first loot crate. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's all the franchises. Sounds like fun. And if you like extra fun after the podcast is over, you can uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loot Losers. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, would like to just say hi, you could email us at loottime at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. You can also like our Facebook page on Facebook, obviously. At uh, You could just type in Loot Time or at Loot Losers and like our page. We like likes. Likes are great. I like you to likeies. Yes. Make sure you tell your so, friends and family about the podcast. Helps us a lot. We enjoy every single viewer that comes around. We do. And we like all our followers on all of our social media. So follow us, like us. It's always so much fun. Yeah. Make sure you and, share uh, our posts, all that. Yep. So I do believe that's about all the loot time we have for this evening. That pun never gets old, man. By the way, we're recording in the evening, which we yes, we are recording in the evening. We usually record like mid afternoon, but today I got real life things came in the way. It's been kind of like my life for the past two weeks. It's just life. <laughs> yeah, life happens. It does <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> well, right. until next time, I am Steven Skolansky. and I am Troy Cummings. Enjoy your loot crate.